with us, BradPowerSports.com. Any questions, post them on Twitter. Use the hashtag AskBP. We'll let you know how you can get his service and what he's going to be doing, changes he's making to it into the future. Let you know all about that as well. Brad, let's revisit the Super Bowl and retrospect. What were the things that you thought looked like a good idea bet-wise and then maybe others that you learned during the game? Yeah, so, uh, you know, Super Bowl was a loser for me, even though, you know, I picked the Chiefs. Um, and did win the side. You know, I lost on the total. Um, I, I lost in props, which, you know, is very, very rare. It just, you know, didn't work out for me. Uh, I'm not a guy that, you know, believes in, you know, there's a certain script. So, you know, therefore I'm going to play one way on a lot of the props. I try to di- diversify my portfolio as much as possible, but it just didn't work out for me. So was a relatively lo- a big loser for me on the Super Bowl. Uh, what did I learn? I, you know, I, I'm not sure as far as, you know, big picture stuff, what I, what I took away from it. I mean, uh, you know, the head coach and quarterback mean a heck of a lot. I thought Philadelphia, again, had the better roster, but uh, I mean, it's tough to beat when you got the best quarterback, uh, even if he's hobbled, and the best offensive play caller in the last probably 20, 25 years in Andy Reid. So uh, what I learned, you know, from as far as the market goes, I mean, uh, the newbies as far as the gambling space are incredibly uh, yeah, you know, I'm going to be quite frank, incredibly dumb. I mean, you can see it state by state. I mean, state of Nevada, a uh, mature market, had a hold percentage, I mean, the profits for the, for, for the uh, you know, the, the books, like 3.5%. State of Pennsylvania obviously took a lot of Philadelphia Eagles money. You're talking a hold percentage of like, th- uh, you know, almost 30%. As far as what they got, you know, New Jersey, the second state, as far as, you know, you got the gambling going. I mean, they had an old percentage of like 12%. So a lot of the newbies in the gambling uh, world are just losing big time, uh, you know, contrary to what you read on Twitter. Brad, I took Kansas City plus the one and a half, which you said that that's the play there. I took the over, and I felt good about that probably in the second quarter. Then, I guess my prop bet was somebody, anybody, catch a ball of 55 yards or longer, which would have paid about two and a half to one. And I knew it was about a 20 30% chance of that happening, and I didn't get to it. I know A.J. Brown probably had about a 40-yarder. Smitty, didn't Smitty have that that late bomb was about a 40-yarder? Never got yeah. to 55, so that one didn't hit. But yeah, I, uh, it, yeah, it was a weird game script. I mean, Philadelphia, I mean, it would have been, even though I picked the Chiefs and bet the Chiefs, I mean, I, I did bet parlays, uh, so the, the, there's always exceptions to the rule. There, there's a book in town that, allows you to parlay props. So if you'd like the game to go over, you can bet like longest completion, longest touchdown, you know, total first downs over. You can do a lot of that where there's a lot of correlation. Uh, had Philadelphia ended up covering, I mean, it would have been a monster win it, win for me as far as the Super Bowl. But it was just a unique, you know, Philadelphia had a lot of game control there. Obviously probably the first two and a half, three quarters. Uh, you know, it was weird for, for a high-scoring game, like stuff like Mahomes. For Kansas City to score 38 points and Mahomes' passing yards went way under, Kelsey's, uh, you know, stuff went way under as far as reception. So just a, a kind of peculiar type of Super Bowl as far as the props and, and game flow. Brad Powers with us, bradpowersports.com. I got to tell you, Brad, and I don't know how much you're spending time on this, 
But this in-game betting is intriguing to me. I've been watching college basketball for about now 10 days. That's all. And I've been watching in particular the in-game lines and how they fluctuate. You and I were talking about it, and you said the problem you have with it is it's always probably a tick or two behind the actual occurrence on the TV, which I understand what you mean by that. But, boy, are there some opportunities. For example, the South Carolina Vandy game, which was, what, this past weekend, basketball game. And Vanderbilt's been playing well. And Vanderbilt was blowing them out. But the spread got to 22-and-a-half. So I thought, Brad, I mean, I thought, okay, Vanderbilt's going to win handily, but they're going to they're gonna get bored here. And I think they won by 11. So I took the plus 22-and-a-half. My point is, and again, I am nowhere near what you are when it comes to being – I could not make a living doing it. It'd kill me. But I think there's some incredible basketball opportunities out there right now. Can I ask what book you were betting that? That was DraftKings. Yeah, see, the problem with staying in Nevada and why I'm not going to live here much longer is that we, you know, I can't randomly bet, you know, legally. I mean, I'm sure, of course I could do offshore stuff, but a lot of that in-game on random games where there is value, there's not going to be probably value on the national TV, you know, Duke-North Carolina game Correct. or the whole – you know, if anybody's going to be watching a basketball game, that's the game they're watching. But if you're, you know, able to get in-game live on a random SEC game or, you know, even a lower-level type of game, certainly there can be some value there. Even if you are, you know, 10, 15, 20 seconds behind the actual you know, game action there. So, yeah, I'm not going to – anybody that can find value in it, I'm not going to say that there isn't, to be honest with you. Problem oh, no, I know you know that. The, it, yeah, the problem in the state of Nevada is we don't have – I mean – I got to wait till commercial breaks, you know, the, the under four timeout and stuff like that to, to bet a lot of that stuff. Oh, Brad, you would kill this. I mean, the what about the same weekend? I believe last week it was Minnesota at home, and I forget it was either Purdue or Iowa. At one point, that was plus sixteen, and it ended up a six-point game. I bet that one in game. Now again, those are diamonds in the rough. They, but but there are there's value all over the place. Now I'll also say this: I took Alabama the other night uh, plus three, and that was an outright loser. So I mean, it, it works both ways. In that you know, and Tennessee wasn't even playing good ball at the time, but circumstantially, uh, they came out and won the game. So I've I've got some bad news there too for you, not just good news. I will say this, Bill. Uh, you keep showing, you know, you bet in-game live and you show a propensity to win a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that's a good way to get limited. <laughs> I don't I care know. what book you're at. So I know. you'll have to report back to me on that. So if you can win and uh, check back with me in a month, then uh, you probably won't be able to bet what you want to. Okay, but if I'm betting, I bet like 25 bucks. Would they eliminate, if I hit four or five in a row at 25, they wouldn't care about that though, would they? Probably not. Yeah. Uh but I don't bet enough. You, you never, never know. I mean, I, <laughs> I've seen people get limited and, and have, you know, off losses just because, they, you know, they beat the closing line badly. Uh, they were max betting. Uh, and even though they lost, they got limited. So they, I'll never rule anything out. Jeff, too, said, as mentioned last week, this was the first Super Bowl in nine years where the winner of the coin toss actually won the game. Also, from a prop bet standpoint, how insane is it that there have been almost 60 Super Bowls and there's never been a punt return for a touchdown? I didn't even know that. 
Yeah, I didn't know that either. Uh, so yeah, I that's, remember uh, one. <laughs> no, no. Obviously, Tony got uh, close there. That was another peculiar prop. A lot. He was pretty. Uh, at least the, the sharp guys I know played over his receptions and yards. He wasn't even featured in the offensive game plan, but he was healthy enough to to maybe make one of the biggest impact plays of the game with that punt return in the second half. So, yeah, very peculiar there. But, yeah, I can't believe there hasn't been a punt return. There, I think there's been like 10 or 12 uh, uh, kick return touchdowns, but not a punt return. Oh, here's another one. Georgia last Saturday at home against Kentucky. This is not a very good Kentucky team. Georgia's up 10 at halftime. The spread's minus two. So I took Georgia in game. That was that was a winner. The Tennessee game was a loser for me. And there's another one. Oh, Brad, I t- <laughs> I took uh, Purdue at Maryland last night. I had Purdue minus one and a half at Maryland, tied twenty nine at halftime, and Maryland went on like a fifteen to three one and dominated them. That was a loser too. That was. The one thing I got to figure out is that when when it's in-game money, Brad, is how much the home court means. I don't think I have that down. Yeah, I mean, home court typically in college basketball, I mean, I'm dating myself, used to be worth four uh, points. Uh, now it's probably closer to, to two and a half, three. It's just it's come down pretty much uh, – Across the board, as far as you know, home, whether it's home field in football or home court in basketball. Brad, I was gonna wait because we're about a minute out. I'm assuming you've read the Jack Swarbrick reply <laughs> email reply that's public now. I have, uh, <laughs> I have. Uh, my blood pressure is up a little bit after that. Were you as astonished? I mean, not really shocked at the arrogance of that email reply. No, not not at all. Knowing uh, Mr. Swarbrick, uh, not personally, but you know, following along obviously closely the last decade plus, not surprised by it. But I mean, unbelievable. I just no, se- I just no self awareness. But the, what the, he's going to do, what the, you know, he does, and that holier than now uh, attitude at Notre Dame. Uh, at least that's continuing there, unlike the you know the dominance on the football field. Now, we'll 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 pick that part up when we come back. But with about a minute, hiring Gino Guidulli to be the quarterback coach, and he's also a passing game guy, and then from within elevating Gerard Parker from tight end coach to offensive coordinator, formerly for a couple of years at West Virginia in the same role. What would be your thoughts there? I like Gadouli as a quarterbacks coach. I like that it'll be, you know, probably in those offensive game plan meetings with Parker. I need to know what they're going to do at offensive line. So if they go out and get an experienced offensive line coach and a good one, then I would say slight downgrade from what they had, you know, last year on the offensive side of the ball. If they, you know, the word is they might promote like a Chris Watt from within then it'd be a little bit bigger of a downgrade because, I mean, that would be as inexperienced staff on the offensive side of the ball as any in the country. And I'm hearing that Dylan McCullough might not be there for the running backs coach. So um, it's a downgrade for sure. More Brad when we continue. BradPowerSports.com, presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. 
With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. Try the Tender Mac Bowl meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. Howdy, folks. I'm back to remind you about the best steakhouse in Music City, Bob's Steak and Chop House. The only place in Middle Tennessee to get A5 Wagyu steaks cooked to perfection. And when that special day rolls around to treat that special someone, make your reservation now at Bob's Steak and Chop House. From petite fillets to massive tomahawk ribeyes. When somebody asks, where's the beef? You tell them, Bob's Steak and Chop House. Make your Valentine's Day reservations now. And treat the best in your life with the best in Nashville. Bob's Steak and Chop House. At the Omni Nashville Hotel. Hey, you know it's a leap year, right? No, the next leap year isn't until 2024. Nope, it's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> Woohoo! I won! See what you did there? I jumped up and down? No, that was a leap. Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February instant games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. It's a Bill King Show. Somebody asked me, this ascension of Tennessee football, is it sustainable? I think it is sustainable. They're recruiting ranking schools. You can get A-plus personnel to Rocky Top, Tennessee. And the state is now way better than it ever was in its past producing players. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. like tackle football bill king does and you can connect with at bill is king on twitter or 615-844-5600 brad powers with us jack swerbrick sends out an email which says appreciate your passion but it's misguided this notion that we don't pay buyouts is incorrect. It is true, or it has been reported, that it was 
an issue, but it really wasn't an issue, the wording or our understanding of the contract was miscommunicated. Once we got that cleared up, no doubt we could have or would have paid the buyout. It made no sense, Brad, and I'm just paraphrasing. Everything he said was contradicted. Yes, we're fully prepared. When we had conversations with candidates, we knew that part of the deal that we would offer included the buyout. But then he's not there. The, the simple question is, if it wasn't a problem, why is he not on that campus right now? Meaning Andy Ludwig. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I mean, he could have just said, hey, turn this down. We're willing to pay. I mean, just again, this is, you know, generally speaking, I just wish people would tell the truth, man. Is it that tough? I mean, I just. I don't know. I, I I can never tell with, with Swarbrick. There's always, I don't know, kind of a condescending, arrogant tone. To, to I mean, you don't, you shouldn't be able to get a tone in an email. But man, it certainly came across that way. I'm not sure why. Here's what I do know. Uh, it should have been parading around in public at a hockey game, uh, unless it is signed, sealed, and delivered. And uh, you know, the ink is dry on the contract. You don't just, you know. You, you want to interview people and work stuff out, do it behind closed doors. But if you do anything publicly, that should be 99.9%, uh, you know, slam dunk. That, that should have been, you know, a done deal at that point. So, I mean, like, compare that to Alabama. They come in with the, the big A on the jet. They go and take Tommy Reese, a Notre Dame alum. He flies out. He never came he never came back. That was the public uh, – <laughs> that was their public uh, – a little bit of a cry there. Uh, you know, that that was a done deal with Alabama. Notre Dame just, I, I don't know, public PR for Notre Dame has been abysmal for a quarter century. I mean, I can name 20 incidents on the last, you know, 20 years. Declan Sullivan, Kim Dunbar, Joe Moore, George O'Leary. I mean, I just go on and on and on. They never learn. Yeah, right when Tommy Reese gets on that jet, it's over, right? I mean, it's done. It's, it's. Yep. So, what he's referring to is this this past weekend they had pictures or whenever it was of a hockey game, Notre Dame, and it's Marcus Freeman, it's Andy Ludwig, and ironically it's Gerard Parker, right? In the pictures, yeah. three of them. And everybody's got it. And everybody's retweeting it. It's pretty obvious. This is a big happy group, and they're just, you know, getting together, and they're going to be buddies for a while. And then – we get that news. You're right. You're right. It's it's there's so many embarrassments there. And now look, maybe they get out in the field and Sam Hartman and it goes well. And I mean that's possible too, Brad. But it just the lead up though is not a good look. No, not at all. We'll see with Sam Hartman. Uh, I'm hearing his camp isn't too happy. So uh, I don't know if that's a it's not, you know slam dunk. Uh, at this point, so we'll sit. Uh, we'll, let's wait that out the next couple of weeks. But uh, yeah, I mean, on paper, I mean, the offense should be more successful this upcoming season if Sam Hartman's the quarterback than what it was last year. You got a big upgrade at quarterback. Offensive line has two, a great, you know, tackle combination at right and left tackle. Running back positions, you know, pretty loaded. Wide receiver position will be much uh, improved, if not only experience, but also talent level. So. I mean, the personnel is there for that offense to have success. I don't care who's calling plays. You and I could call plays. Tommy Myrtle Beach reminds me. It was announced a couple days ago, Brad, 
Brad Powers with us, bradpowersports.com, that Ohio State and Gene Smith publicly acknowledged this. They broke their contract. That was to begin in 24, 24 and 25 with Washington. I believe it was Seattle the first year and then back in Seabus the next year. And there's a buyout of about 500K, which is no problem. They said they would honor that. The question was, and, and obviously when fans see this, if you don't like Ohio State, you look, you think they're they're trying to get out of it. I don't think Ohio State's scared of Washington. It's as good a year as Washington just had. If and, and you help me because I'm not an odds guy. I'm an amateur, a rank amateur. You are. I said if Ohio State and Washington played today, right, and they weren't to play till what, 24, that Ohio State would be what? About a nine, ten-point favorite? What would the number be? Yeah, about a ten-point. Yeah, okay. ten-point favorite. Yep. And, I uh, mean, who knows? Yeah, Ohio State's scheduled. I mean, I don't think it's that. I mean, they they, they went out and they played Notre Dame. They got a series with Notre Dame here in the last couple of years, and they yeah. played Oklahoma recently, uh, Oregon. Uh, so they're they're not afraid, in my opinion. And didn't they have Georgia scheduled? Yeah, there's just I mean, there's a lot of moving things. I mean, Georgia Oklahoma that that series was basically Correct. you know canceled. I think it was supposed to play this year. So I you know obviously college football is changing and it really changes starting next year. So uh, I, you know the, I, there's probably just a lot of moving targets there. I mean, I, maybe they got a hint that they're going to be playing SC or you know SC Michigan Penn State already on the schedule. I, I'm you know if I'm Ohio State maybe I'm not looking to play anybody else. You know. They're not trying to add to that a little bit more. Dumb. (laughs) Up in Pittsburgh. Brad, with a Kim Dunbar reference, she bankrupted (laughs) an air conditioning company, then married a DB on the football team. (laughs) Yeah, I go way back with my Notre Dame references, but it's been a PR nightmare for 30 years. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Now, wasn't she from Seattle? Speaking of Seattle, or am I trying to think? She was declared a booster because she was part of the Touchdown Club. Right. You know, you paid twenty-five bucks back in the day. You go see like Lou Holtz speak at like a what a Thursday or Friday luncheon. Uh, was obviously involved with several players on the team, romantically, financially. Uh, Derek Mays, I think, was one of them. Uh, yeah, that whole thing. You know, put Notre Dame on probation for the first time in their history. I thought because Derek Mays was a West Coast guy too, right? Pretty sure. I can't recall that. Yeah. That's, That's yeah, been a while on that one. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's been a while. What, Brad, for people looking on their apps or looking at the various uh, gambling opportunities, all these – the odds you've already bet a Heisman or so, or or team totals. What should they be looking for right now? These next few weeks as opportunities. Yeah, probably nothing. I mean, let's get to spring now. At this point, I mean, I don't think there's going to be a lot of high value uh, situations as far as futures. Uh, I would say let spring play out, and then it's uh, you know it's a big time race end of April and May. Then season win totals and a bunch of stuff gets opened up in the market. And then, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll make, you know, a couple hundred bets at that point. So I, even a guy like me that makes a couple hundred bets in, in the off season, I, I'm kind of in wait and see mode. I mean, I'm going to finish my first set of power rings here in the next couple of days and then I'll be 
straight basketball for almost six weeks straight. So even I, I'm going to take the, the, the eye off the ball a little bit. Now, as far as basketball is concerned, and you'll pick it up in March, are you watching it a little bit right now just to try and get your feet wet? A little, but not too much. I mean, I, uh, I keep in mind, uh, when, when it comes to college basketball, is a completely different market, regular season to, to postseason. Public gets involved. It's okay to be contrarian. When it comes to, like, conference tournaments, there's just a – I don't need to know a player on the team to, to know that if you've got a short bench – uh, and you're playing your third consecutive day uh, with a six-man rotation, I'm going to want to fade you. I don't care who's on the team. So uh, there's just a lot of unique situational handicapping factors when it comes to conference tournaments that doesn't require me to know the entire starting five of New Mexico State. or, or you know, I, That's a bad example because they just shut down the season uh, of UNLV. And you've, you've said in the past that you think conference tournaments are a fantastic opportunity in some cases. Absolutely. Uh, and I tell people, yeah, I mean, the pros love conference tournaments. Number one, there's way more games. I mean, you can get 50, 60 games on an individual day. Keep in mind there's only 60, you know, seven games uh, in the NCAA tournament counting the four play-ins. So just more games, more opportunities, and a lot of unique factors that, that you can play. You know, as the, the games progress, as the tournaments progress, you want to play unders in the semifinals and finals. Uh, that, that's a good opportunity. Unique spots where, you know, one team could be off a 20-point win and they rested their starters and another team played multiple overtimes. So there, there's just a bunch of different factors that come into it. I think what gets overplayed, it's tough to beat a team three times in one season. No, that's incorrect. But there's sometimes that, that gets priced into the market. So, um, I, I tell people this, look, you're going to pay so much money coming to Vegas for the NCAA that first round. Come, come a week prior. It's a much better week to, to, to be in Vegas. And keep in mind, Vegas hosts themselves. If you just want to watch basketball, not even bet, if you just want to watch, we have five different conference tournaments that we host in, in this city. So conference tournament weeks are and the, probably the, one of the, the best, if not the best week to be in Vegas in the entire sports calendar. You said something that triggered me back to football. When we expand, and this came up on the show the other day, to 12 teams in the playoffs, which is one year from now, and a little over one year from now, season of 24. That means, Brad, it's possible. I don't know how likely, but it's going to happen. It's possible that a team or teams – match up three times, like an Alabama-Georgia at some point could play regular season. And remember, yeah. they're going to do away with divisions. So top two teams winning percentage-wise, they could play again in the SEC championship game. Doesn't matter who loses, you're in. And then you could match up at some point in the playoffs. You could play three times, which I don't know has ever happened, but it's going to happen at some point. Yeah, and it, it, it... It hasn't, I don't think. I mean, maybe in the 1890s or early <laughs> 1900s when they had to fill out a schedule. But, yeah, it could. Uh, Michigan, you know, Ohio State. Expansion. I mean, games are good. Look, I mean, I don't care where, where anybody says it. You know, the, the big-time games in the regular season are not going to mean as much. That's just a fact of the reality. I mean, Ohio State, Michigan, even with a four-team playoff, you know, losers still got in. I mean, now it doesn't matter. I mean, win or lose as far as that game. Sure, you want to beat your rival, but uh, – the importance of the big games uh, throughout the course of the regular season have less importance. Jeff, two, 
Ask Brad when he anticipates the big college games of the year to be released, meaning the lines. Also, the September 9th game, Texas and Alabama. What does he think that spread will be in Tuscaloosa? Yeah, uh, probably May for a lot of the stuff. Although, I, I will say, I made my first week one bet last year. I think the day after the, the NCAA tournament was over. So, there, there was some bets that I made in April. Uh, but but a lot of this stuff is going to be May. I mean, week one, the entire week one slate was out in mid-May last year where you could bet pretty much at every single sports book the week one card. So, I mean, it's coming, but we're still, you know, probably about three months out. As far as the Alabama-Texas game, obviously Alabama is going to be favored, but probably not as much as you would think. I, I got Alabama right now, and I'm, again, tweaking my power ratings right around a 10-point favorite in that game. So that would surprise a lot of people because Alabama was playing 20 last year. But, again, I, I think Texas probably could have won that game outright. Uh, Texas would be better. Uh, Alabama will probably be a little worse, at least early on in the season without Bryce Young. Alabama really hasn't had a problem, Brad, transitioning quarterbacks. And I don't remember the last time it was a reason to lose a game because of the next guy. But – and Ty Simpson's a very highly thought of player. Jalen Milrow. Milrow's a much better athlete than he is a thrower. But I think Simpson wins this spring. But will there be some growing pains there that they're not used to? There may be. Yeah, it could be. Uh, that's why – yeah, I mean, I think – Again, this is just pure speculation. I mean, again, I'd like to see what they do in the spring, but I just think this year's Alabama team will be more like early Nick Saban tenure than what they've been the last five, six years, just from a personnel aspect. I just expect, you know, and Tommy Reese, what he's comfortable with. I mean, more running the football, tight ends. Uh, that's what I expect instead of leaning on your quarterback. And even though they had the best quarterback the last couple of years, I mean, they still have left a little bit to be desired on that offensive side. Yeah, the thinking is that they're still going to want to throw the ball, but they're they've got to get back their tough guy physicality that Georgia has over them right now. Clear. Yep. Yeah, yep. Exactly. Yeah. Clearly, Georgia has that advantage on them. Anyways, more Brad as we continue. Brad, tell everybody how they can get your service, and then if you want to give them the cliff notes on some of the changes you're making for the future. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I'll get a link up there. Uh, so what you'll do is just go to bradpowersports.com, click on the Bill King tab, top of the page. I'll get a link up there as far as the basketball, which will not start until March 1st as far as the college basketball and NBA. That'll be 99 bucks. I'll get that up immediately after the show. Uh, at Bill, go to bradpowersports.com, click on the Bill King tab. And I'll also put a link up there for the updated, uh, you know, new newsletter that we'll be doing this upcoming season. One more segment with Brad, Brad Power Sports, out in Las Vegas, but not for long. He's got to get to where they got better app opportunities. And uh, and, uh, got to get back to Ohio. That's God's country for him. Omni Nashville Hotel.
And now, Habit Inspected Property Solutions is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women who serve our U.S. military. This message is brought to you by veteran-owned and operated Habit Inspected Property Solutions. For residential home inspections, radon and air quality testing, or mold and thermal imaging, give the pros a call today at 615-527-8113. That's 615-527-8113. Habit Inspected Property Solutions. Proudly saluting our troops and veterans. They're professionals who care. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic is happening on March 15th at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. And this year, it's a doubleheader. For nearly a decade, the City of Columbia Parks and Rec Department has showcased the most highly attended women's college softball matchups in the state. The 6th Annual Mid-State Classic kicks off their doubleheader at 1 p.m. with the Bucks from Motlow State taking on the Chargers of Columbia State. Then at 5.30, the Austin B. Lady Govs battle the Lady Vols of the University of Tennessee. Tickets to the Six annual Mid-State Classics are only 10 bucks and are on sale now. Motlow State versus Columbia State. Austin P versus Tennessee. Wednesday, March 15th, starting at 1.30 at the Ridley Sports Complex in Columbia, Tennessee. For tickets and information to the six annual Mid-State Classic, log on to ColumbiaTN.com slash Mid-State Classic or call 931-388-8119. That's 931-388-8119. The six annual Mid-State Classic. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Golfers, tee it up at Edwin Watts Golf Shops with the new 2023 Aerojet Woods and Irons from Cobra Golf. The new Aerojet Woods are designed with a unique aerodynamic shape that delivers faster club head speeds for longer drives. And the new Aerojet Irons are made with hot face technology so every strike delivers more distance. Elevate your game by swinging into Edwin Watts Golf Shops and get custom fit on the new Cobra Woods and Irons today. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, unmatched expertise, unmatched service. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. The players make the playoffs. Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. You think so? Yeah, I think they'll get it. Penn? Yeah, they'll make it and probably get bounced. I don't the think they're going to. Yeah, oh, I don't think they're going to. Oh, pretty, they'll make it but lose. I feel pretty. that these well, people have. Go ahead there, rah-rah guy. Are they going to win the Stanley Cup, Greg? No, they're not. Okay. You know, so okay. What, what, what are we saying? Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. The world's largest indoor cocktail party, The Bill King Show. Brad talking about how that game, like the last day Michigan ended the regular season, won't matter. And he's right. Now, he also acknowledged, look, if you're a fan of one of those two, it matters, but it's not going to be a death blow, meaning you're still very possibly very much alive. And time in Myrtle Beach makes me want to puke when I hear Brad say the regular season won't matter between those two. 
when we get to a 12-team playoff. I may have to find a way to get over this. May have to go back to Jamaica or the Emerald Coast. It's true, though. I mean, and Alabama and Auburn fans, Brad, they want to beat each other bad. They obsess over it every day of the year, just like Ohio State, Michigan. But that game might not be an eliminator. It's it's less likely to be an eliminator. It's just true. Is Brad pulled up? Did we? Are you there now, Brad? Patton, yeah, do we know. have Brad? Do we lose him? Okay, Brad, yeah, I can't hear you. Got, me? got you now. Yeah, got you now. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, what I would say is what I would like to see. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the 12th team, but in addition to, you know, the home games for the first round, I, I would think, you know, the top four not only get a bye, but they should also get a home game too. So, I mean, that would make those games as far as the Ohio State Michigans, you know, that, that much more, you know, keeping those important because, you know, the, the likelihood of, you know, getting a top four seed plus a home game would would mean a heck of a lot instead of, you know, just going to a bunch of neutral sites. So, I mean, that's how you take care of a little bit of that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just – look, I mean, if, if Ohio State can lose in a four-team playoff the last game of this regular season and still make it, then, you know, they're, they're definitely going to be in the 12-team playoff. You bring up a good point. That would mean that that game, if you had home field – being a top four seed, riding on it. But as of right now, and, and we, we know the general structure, but, Brad, the thinking has been they're going to use those games after 5 through 12 play as bowl assignments, right, or, or bowl locations. Yeah. Now, I don't know if that's final. A lot of people took umbrage to that, though. I do know. I don't know if that matters with the people making the decision, but a lot of people disagreed with that. And rightfully so. I mean, I, again, the one, you know, the quarterfinals, I think should be, I want to say the higher seed. So uh, I, I just don't think you're going to be having a fan base travel three different times then. I, I mean, I, I just, I, no, I, I, I'm not a fan. I mean, what makes college football great is not the corporate atmosphere. Uh, I get it for a championship game and whatnot. If you want it for, uh, you know, semifinals, I could even get that, but, I mean, I, I want to see these games played on home campuses. I really do. That would be cool. Can you imagine as a fan getting to go to your – if you're lucky, you know, not many teams, but if you're lucky enough, you get to go to a playoff game and tailgate. Might be cold, but at tailgate, you know, in a do-or-die situation. That's pretty cool. I agree. So, I mean, look, I'm a, I know you're a traditionalist and, and whatnot, but, look, it'll be something to see at least early on. I don't know how it'll affect the, the sport, uh, you know, moving forward, but, man, those first couple of years would be exciting to see. You know, a, a playoff game at Notre Dame, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan in the cold weather, maybe with that playing a factor. I mean, that would be fun to see. Well, not only that, but this historic notion, which is pretty true, how many Southern teams actually go and play up north when it's cold? The answer is probably not never, but almost never. This will happen. You will have a blue blood southeastern team playing in Happy Valley or Seabus or Ann Arbor, Michigan, or maybe Wisconsin. You know, I mean, now that would be interesting. 
Absolutely it would. Uh, and <laughs> so you can put some of the narratives finally to bed, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, the northern schools feel like they would have a significant advantage. And, you know, the, the southern schools probably still think they have the, the talent advantage. So uh, I know I'll be, you know, interested to see that dynamic. Bitcoin Playboy says, I can't see a significant beneficial change that's happened in college football over the last several decades, with the exception of the overtime rule. Hmm. Oh, I, I think uh, TV expansion's been awesome. I mean, everybody's on TV almost every single week. I mean, it hasn't been good for Notre Dame, who had a monopoly on it, but uh, I, I think it's been good for everybody else. And, I mean, it's certainly good for gambling. I can watch everybody almost every single week. I think that's been a major positive. I think this, I think quality of play, particularly the quarterback, uh, is way better. I know everybody likes to say, oh, I, you know, I, you know, heart, heart back to, to memories of the Nebraska teams, the Miami teams and whatnot. But, man, the level of play right now, specifically a quarterback, is just it's, it's better than it's ever been before. So yep. I think both of those are great. He's He brings up a point. I mean, a lot of them are not beneficial. One that, that I don't know how you know how high this is on the list, but I thought the idea of rewarding a graduate with a graduate transfer and a freebie before we got just the unfettered freebie transfer, but just rewarding a guy, he's graduated, he can go somewhere else, get on the field, that was a good idea. That was a really good idea. Agree. Agree. Yeah. Yep. So there's a few. There, he's right. There aren't many, though. I mean, we, <laughs> you, you have to <laughs> go really, find the needle I in mean, the haystack. <laughs> yeah, it's been negative expectation. There's been more losers than winners, I'll put it that way. Brad, one more time, we'll let you out the door. Tell everybody how they can get your stuff. Yeah, and I did update it through the break. So if you go there right now, RadPowerSports.com, click on the Bill King tab, top of the page. You'll see those links to purchase uh, the basketball and the upcoming newsletter. See you next week. Take care, Bill. There he is, Brad Powers. Fantastic. That was a wonderful We'll get one more break here. Happy baseball today, y'all.